0: Growing up in the South with all the humidity and the snakes and the heat, I have never been quite sure about this whole idea of nature study. It wasn't until I met my guest today that I saw just how beneficial it could be for me and my kids. Hi, I'm Pam Barnhill and I have helped thousands of homeschoolers create doable systems, beat burnout, and bring more joy to their homeschool days. Welcome to episode 25 of the 10 Minutes to a Better Homeschool podcast. Well, on today's episode of the podcast i'm joined by my very good friend cindy west cindy and i've been friends for a number of years and she's talking all about one of her passions which is how to make nature study the heart of your science curriculum especially for elementary students but even she has some tips for older students as well so let's get right on with this interview Cindy West is a homeschool mom of three who has a passion for teaching, and she has more than 20 years of experience under her belt. She writes about creative homeschooling on her blog, Our Journey Westward, and she is the author of a few books, including her Nature Explorer series. She also teaches nature-based science classes in the No Sweat Nature Study membership, and she is also the host of the new no sweat nature study podcast. Welcome to podcasting Cindy and welcome to this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so glad to be with you. Thanks for having me. Oh, love, love having you on. So if if you guys don't know, Cindy is a really good friend of mine and uh, we do a lot of things together. So it's always lovely to have her join us. Okay. So we're going to dive right in. What exactly is nature study and how is it different than a formal science curriculum? Oh, that's a great question. So
1: I say that nature study is science. When you think of a formal nature study curriculum, you tend to think of a textbook, maybe something along the lines of a thematic study of the human body or chemistry or physical science or something like that. Nature study actually covers biologies which would be plants and animals and all the different other kingdoms of things that don't fit under plants and animals as well as earth and space science. So your water, your rocks, your stars, moon, all of that good stuff. And, um, I like to say that nature study is your science lab, so hands-on way to really learn all of those biologies and earth and space sciences. We have used it as our formal science for years and years and years. We have also used it as additions to formal sciences. So depending on someone's uh, homeschool style, nature study can be just a fabulous way to get out of the house and breathe some fresh air and have the bonus of learning some scientific things, or it can go all the way as far as being what you use as science curriculum.
0: So what kind of skills can you learn in nature study that are important for science? Scientists use all kinds of
1: skills that are inherent in nature study. Observation is key comparison is key. Those are big things that are part of the scientific method. Even going all the way through the scientific method is something that's pretty easy to do in nature study. So the coolest thing about it is that just in the practice of nature study, Those things happen and you don't even really have to work on them specifically or explain them in detail. It's just part of what nature study is. And surprisingly, those things are also on the higher order skills thinking ladder. If you don't know what that is, we have different ways that we think. Um, If you picture a ladder in your head, remembering stuff, knowing stuff, those are on the, the lower layers of the ladder. And then doing things like analyzing and comparing and taking information and using it in a practical way. Those are on the higher rungs. And those are really deep thinking skills that we want all of our children to be able to do. So without much effort, a parent can really work hard on all of those scientific and higher order thinking skills through nature study.
0: I love it. Yeah. So Bloom's taxonomy is what Cindy's talking about there with moving up that ladder of thinking skills. So, you know, one of the things I love so much about using nature study as science, especially for elementary kids, is like they can see and touch and feel so much of it. You know, it's all right there. It's not you know, when you think about my kids and I have been studying chemistry this year, they're in uh, middle school and high school. And so much of it is theoretical. And you you talk about these things that you can't really touch and feel. And I love it so much, Um, especially for elementary, because you can really touch and feel it. But can older students even use nature study? They sure can. In fact,
1: We're studying right at this very moment. We are doing a botany study and we are in a textbook and we are out in the field experiencing what we're reading in the textbook. So just like with um, any high school lab that you would do, a lab is experimentation and uh, uh, having the opportunity to touch and feel and know something. That's what a lab inherently is. And that's what nature study offers even in the high school areas areas so um let's think on a practical level what we're studying in botany we're beginning to learn about cankers on trees cankers are a a way a tree reacts to to um, either a fungus or a bacteria, a different type of virus, or even an injury. And so that's not something that I probably would have talked to my elementary students about. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we're talking about that now in high school. And we are definitely going to go and see what those are in real life. And we're going to observe closely. We're going to compare those. We're going to see if we can figure out how did this happen? Do we see signs of Other injury or other disease somewhere on this particular tree. It's amazing. It's amazing. And let me do add something else really quickly. Because our family did so much nature study through elementary and through middle school, I have found that my kids do not struggle with the upper level science concepts all the way through even things like chemistry, because we have experienced so much of science in real life on nature walks, and it transfers. And there have been many times that I've been able to say, you know, we don't really have to do that experiment that the textbook is asking us to do, because we've actually already done that multiple times over on nature walks. So, I mean, it's it's just interconnected in ways
0: that are almost hard to imagine. Okay, so you kind of answered my next question for me, and that's can nature study, if that's what you're doing in your elementary school, because it just sounds so wonderful and pleasant to do that kind of thing. Can it prepare you for those upper level sciences? And you're saying that it totally can.
1: Oh, for sure. A hundred percent. I've watched this happen now with three kids in our home. And it's not like we were nature study all day, every day. Some years we were nature study once a week. There were even occasions where we couldn't get to it once a week. So even in um, just a regular practice of it, but it not being the main thing, my kids had amazing experiences that translated into understanding at the high school level.
0: Okay, Cindy. So you have me convinced I want to do nature study with my kids instead of spending a bunch of money on a science curriculum. So... How can I fit nature study into my schedule?
1: Well, I have a brand new podcast that I would like to tell you about, if that's okay. Based on the premise of the Handbook of Nature Study, which is this large volume that a lot of people struggle with using for nature study. You certainly do not have to own the Handbook of Nature Study to enjoy the podcast, but I will be using chunks of that to teach you and your children um, a little bit bite-sized bits of information in, oh, I don't know, let's say about 10 minutes, and then I will issue a nature study challenge to them. So if you turn on a podcast on your way to a nature walk and bring along a nature notebook and maybe some colored pencils you will have
0: what you need to get started in nature study. I love this so much. This is just the format that families need that you just lay it on your and speakers or pop it on your Bluetooth speaker at home and listen. And then you are ready for Miss Cindy to give you your challenge and go out. So my kids would have loved this. I think this is going to be such a blessing and a totally free podcast for families. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Well, we will put a link to that in the show notes of this episode and thank Thanks so much, Miss Cindy, for coming on and showing us how nature study really can be a viable option for science in our homeschool. I love it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Happy nature exploring, everybody. All right, and there you have it. Now, we have links to all of the resources that Cindy and I chatted about today, including her brand new No Sweat Nature Study podcast. So do go check that out. It's free, a wonderful resource for helping families get a little bit of nature study done. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. I'll be back next week to talk about some of my very favorite homeschooling books. Until then, keep on homeschooling.